Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today we're going to talk about the end of the year. We're to the end of 2023. We're looking at 2024. And I want to ask you how the year went and what are you going to do in 2024 to determine how that year goes. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. I hope that your day is going well. Uh, We are looking at the end of 2023. This will drop on December 27th, which means that you and I are looking at January 1 right around the corner, just a few days away, and a new year. And you know, it's always interesting to me, different people's responses to the new year. Some people are very excited. They make goals. They make, uh, you know, dreams. They make all these things, and then they do nothing. There are other people that do all those things, and they do some of them. There are some people like, whatever, it's January 1. That's Why is that any different than March 1 or February 1? or June 1. And part of it is, I think, because it's the end of something and the start of something. Uh, there, there is an old principle that says, if you number your days, you will have a heart of wisdom. Uh, King David of Israel wrote that. And he said, if we have, if we number our days, we'll have a heart of wisdom. And so that's what I want to talk about today. What does it mean to number your days? Only we're going to take a little bit of a different approach to it. So, you know, I, I my birthday's coming up uh, in just a few weeks. I will will have one of those milestone birthdays. And I'll be honest, this one's hit me a bit harder than others. But every year at this time, I look back and I ask myself, did my reactions, actions, and responses this year reflect the things that I want to be true of myself? I'll say that again. Did my reactions, actions, and responses this year reflect the things that I want to be true of myself. And to do this, you have to do some things. You and I have to do some things. If we're going to do this well, we need to kind of review the year. We need to go through the year and ask yourself some questions. First of all, what happened this year? What happened in January? What happened in February? What happened in March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December? And and I'll do this and I find myself uh, forgetting things. So what I'll do is about four weeks ago I started, and I will start writing down. This is what happened in January. This is what happened in in February. This is what happened in March. And I'll write down the things that are significant. Now, I do cheat a little bit. I try to journal every year. I aim for 100 journal entries a year, which is roughly two a week, of course. Uh, Actually, of course, that would be a little bit more than 100, but that's my goal. And that helps me kind of get a gist of what happened. I love pictures, so I record a lot of things that happen with pictures, and I'll go through those. I'll go through my journal, which is a digital journal. I'll go through my yearly notebook, which is paper and pencil and pen, and I'll flip from the beginning to the back, and I'll start to write down the things that happened. I will reflect on the things that happened. So that's one exercise. That's one part of this exercise. And to be honest with you, I have found to do it well. I have to be willing to devote some time to it. Question two, how did I react, act, and respond? Or if you you want to change it, you can go, how did I act, react, and respond? I don't care how you do it. Now, typically, though, we need to have working definitions of some words. So 
actions are things that we intentionally did. I woke up this morning and knew that I was going to come into the office and record this podcast. So I'm following through on that action. When I'm done here, I need to run to the bank. I need to run some errands. I need to stop at a store and pick up something for my son. These are actions. Tonight, I'm going to go to dinner with uh, friends and celebrate a friend's birthday. So these things are running, right? Those are actions. Reactions are things that I do without thinking about it much. In fact, I often give them very little thought. This is reactive thought. What were my reactions today? So far, I don't know that I've had any. What were my responses? These are things my wife and I and my daughter, uh, my wife and I run our business. We're training our, our daughter how to do it. So everything that we deal with as a business, we talk through with her. And I was like, okay, so here's a problem that we're trying to solve. We could do this. We could do that. We could do this. We could do that. And, and I picked the response because ultimately it's my responsibility, but we want to run through that. Now that's a combination of actions and responses. I've not hidden from you. This year has been crazy hard. It's been really hard. So one of my responses to incredibly hard years is I double down on what I'm sending out and try to conserve my energy. In other words, I want to make sure that I still have good boundaries in my life, but I am aiming outward. So I started a Saturday morning men's study. Myself and 10, 12 other guys, we get together every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. and we discuss life. We discuss our values. We discuss the things that we want to be true of our lives. I'm starting a marriage small group slash class this spring that's going to run for a very specific number of weeks. Uh, It's going to follow my book. We're going to do some readings in that and then have discussions. Uh, And I'm doing that for free for, for a local church because when life gets hard, it is easy to focus purely on yourself. The easy reaction is to just think about yourself. Woe is me. My life is hard. I cannot tell you how often I sit in the room. I just sat in the room with someone this week and it's a couple and, and their number one argument to every possible solution to their problems is, my life is so hard and so unfair. It's just so hard. You don't know how hard my life is. My kids won't do anything. It's just so hard. Well, yeah, your kids won't do anything because you do it for them because you are caught just looking at yourself. So what does it mean to look outward? What is your response there? And at the same time, I've sat with other couples who are like, my life's too busy. Okay, cool. What are you cutting? Because that's that's an intentional action and response. So what are your actions? What were your reactions? And what were your responses in 2023? What are the things that you did? What are the things that you didn't do? What did you put your time to? What did you put your energy into? What did you do that you regret? I'll be honest with you. I bought a truck and the jury's still out on whether or not I regret that. I keep going through it and there, there are wins and there are losses. There are pluses and there are negatives to it. But I do. I, I'm The jury's still out on that. So, so I can't do anything with that one, but live in tension. So then I look and at the beginning of the year, and if you're a long-term listener, you'll know this. At the beginning of the year, I, I, I pick a word for the year. This year's word was lion, as in the animal, not, not the action. I pick a theme for the year. I set goals for the year. And I set goals all across the spectrum. I set some goals that I know I'm, gonna, I'm just going to slay. I set other goals that I know I'm going to have to work really hard at to get accomplished. And I set other goals that I know, even if I work really hard at, I may or may not actually get them done. I may or may not accomplish them. In other words, I set myself up to intentionally engage in something, often multiple things, that I know I might 
fail at. Because one of the things that I want to be true of my life is I want to be regularly engaging in failure so that I don't let the fear of failure keep me from engaging in things that might bring a worthy and worthwhile return to my life and the life of and the lives of those around me. So after I've compiled a list of the things that I did, I've gone through and looked. And again, I'm going to give myself time to do this. I'm going to come back to this multiple times. There's actually a spot in my paper notebook where I start writing these things down. And then I put it down and I walk away. And if something else comes to my head, I write it down. If I'm driving, I have an app that I can say to my phone. I can't actually say it right now because my phone is where it would hear me. But I could say, hey, and then, you know, the operating system, make a reminder in this list, da-da-da-da-da-da. And then I go and I put that on the paper journal. And then I ask myself, did my actions, reactions, and responses reflect the person that I wanted to be this year? Did the way that I spent my time reflect the person that I want to be this year? Did the way that I spent my energy reflect the values that I say I have? Did the things that I did reflect the character that I say I want to have? I'm not kidding you. These are This is literally an exercise I do every year. If we were to take 2023 and make it into a film, would I be the hero or the villain? And that's a really hard one because if you lie to yourself, and I've had I've done this with clients and they tend to lie to themselves. I'll be really honest with you. There have been years that I've wanted to lie to myself where maybe I'm not the hero or the villain. I'm just a side character who, who doesn't really do anything but fill in. And maybe that's all you want for your life and that's fine. But that's the whole point of this exercise. Did you do the things necessary to get the things you wanted in 2023? That's why I set goals that I know I could fail at. Because if I'm never stretching myself, I'm going to plateau. I'm going to level off. I started off the year with some medical things that I needed to get control of. So one of my goals was by December to have these outcomes in my medical situation. Hey, nosy, you don't need to know what they are. Ha! <laughs> so I did that. I went to the doctors and got a good report. And then we set an appointment for six months later. And I went back and got a good report. So we're moving and grooving. We're getting things done. At the beginning of the year, I said, I want to spend less time with people who regularly bring toxicity into my life. So I cut people out. It's really hard. I focused in. One of the things that I want to be true of my life is I don't want to be a person who just sees problems, but who offers solutions and calls people to a new way of doing things. So some organizations that I'm involved with, I think are incredible organizations that are doing some really stupid things. And I have the ability to combat that. So a few months ago, I said to my wife, Buckle up because we're going to war with these things and we're going to help start some programs that I hope are going to bring solution to some of the problems that we see. And so as you start to look at 2024, now we pivot. What do I want 2024 to look like? What do I want to be true of my character throughout 2024? If I were to die in 2024 and there is a funeral for me, what do I want people to say about me? And here's the thing, that can be a dangerous slippery slope because I don't want to become a people pleaser. I don't want all of my uh, self-worth, all of my self-identity, all of my self-view to be driven by, well, what are people going to say about me? What are people going to think? I don't want that. But I do want the people who know me the best to be able to describe my character. And I want them to describe it in a certain way. I want them to be able to talk about my character in a certain way. There's going to be people that just don't like me, and that's fine. 
They're going to not like me because I didn't meet the construct of who they made for me in their in their mind, which is going to be a great podcast episode, by the way. It's coming. It's already recorded. Uh, later, later in 2024, we're going to have, early 2024, but we're going to have an episode about constructs of you that people make in their minds and constructs that you make of other people in your mind, because we need those to get through the day. And sometimes those people create constructs of you that are not accurate, and there's nothing you can do about it. Because if you don't meet that construct, they're not going to like the real you. So be it. There's going to be people that like you just because you remind them of their cousin or their uncle or their aunt, and they love their cousin, uncle, or aunt. And so you're good to go. The question is, what are the people who know you most? What do they say? Your friends. Like, and I'm not talking about the person you run into at the grocery store that you talk about the weather. I'm talking about the people who really know you, your spouse, your kids. What are they going to say about your character? What are they going to say about my character? When I look in the mirror and I shave or brush my teeth, what am I going to be saying in my head about who I am? These are the questions I ask myself. What do I want to get done? Yeah, though it's all about goals, right? And that's a, that's another thing. I've done that a couple times in years past. Feel free to go search for those. What are What makes good goals? What are goals? How do we do those? This is about more than that. This is about intentionally shaping your year. We purposely took the year off from speaking engagements. We just did. In fact, it's kind of funny because I ran into a guy in December and I was like, hey, I'm going to add you on Facebook because I want to talk to you about speaking at your organization. And then I took the whole year off. So now I've got to figure out, well, how do I re-engage that relationship? And so what we're doing here is we're taking this time at the end of the year to measure how did this past year go? And the more brutal honesty you can have there, the better. And then we're looking at the upcoming year and we're asking ourselves, what do I want that year to look like? And what do I need to do to get that done? So a number of years ago, one of the things that that I I said was I want to be far more intentional about the ever dwindling number of weeks that we get each summer. Because it hit me when my oldest daughter turned nine. I'm like, dang, I've got nine more years and she's done with high school and maybe moves out of the house never to move back in. Now, I consider myself fortunate. She didn't move out. She chose to go to school locally and she stayed at home. and, And I think that our family's better for that. I think that I'm better for that. And I certainly enjoyed it more. My second daughter is now living at home and going to a local college. And I'm not worried. You know, some people are like, well, don't you worry about it. They didn't move away. It'll be okay. I, I'm, I'm not sure that, that that's right for everybody. I, I'm not, I don't want to get into that. So we're just going to stop right there. Maybe this whole thing will get edited out. Kendra, don't edit it at all. Leave that part there. Here's what's going on. Time is spinning by. And a number of years ago, I was like, you know what? I need to be intentional. So I changed my hours every summer. I changed the evening hours that I'm willing to see clients. I'm done at eight o'clock, which is still kind of late. I only see clients three nights a week. We go camping X amount of times. We go traveling. We go on family trips and I budget for them. I save for them. We make sure that they're a priority. And at the end of the year, I ask myself, did we go on enough family trips this year? Did we spend enough time together as a family? And I get to decide what enough is. I agree with that. Did we spend the amount of time together as a family that my kids know they're a priority? Did I spend enough time with my wife without kids that I made our relationship a priority? These are questions I ask myself. And then what will that look like in 2024? So I plan my my paper notebook that I've told you about. I write in all the months. Now, I don't do that for like daily appointments and all that stuff. Sometimes they go in there. I do it for two reasons. One, it's the easiest way for me to track bill due dates because I can just flip to the calendar and look. Two, it allows me to get a visual picture of the amount of time and energy that I'm putting into the things that matter to me most. So our family trips go on those pages. 
uh, my speaking engagements or mentoring engagements go on those pages. And I can look at those. I can look at that and it gives me a visual picture because I'm a visual person. I like to see things visually. So if that's you, maybe that works for you. If you're not, come up with your own system. I don't care what system you use. But I do think if you engage this idea of how did the last year go and did it go, not not by, by go, I don't mean like what happened. We need to track that so that we can know. But how did I respond react and act this year? Did my behaviors reflect the person that I want to be? Did my behaviors reflect a person marked by the characteristics that I want to be marked by? And then what are the behaviors that I'm going to engage in in the next year that will help me be able to say yes to those questions at the end of 2024? What do I want 2024 to look like? What's the character development that I want to focus on? What's the skill set that I want to develop? One of the things that I wanted to develop in 2023 was I'm just going to start doing projects around the house. And so I have been. I've had to buy some tools. I've had to buy more wood than perhaps a more seasoned, not perhaps, this is literal, than a more seasoned, skilled, uh, handy person would be able to do. In other words, they'd get by using less wood than I am because I need to cut, realize, oh man, I messed that up. Let's go fix it again. I bought a video game just so my kids and I could play it together. I did that on the whim and I can't tell you how much I'm loving that choice. But now I got to look to 2024. What are the things I want to do? My son's going to turn 13 in two years. So not 2024, 2025. I'm already asking myself, what is that going to look like? What am I going to do that is going to create some sort of ceremony for him as he transitions from being a little boy into teenage years. When my girls turned 13, I wrote them all a letter. I'm going to do that for him, but I think I'm going to do a, a little bit more of a step, something of a, hey, you're now moving from a little boy to becoming a man. But I don't know what that's going to look like. So I want to dedicate time in 2024 to preparing for that. I want to grow my platform. I need to do that in order to get my books out to more and more people. Okay. So in 2023, I needed to set that up. That's a multi-year process. How do I do that? What are the things that I'm going to do? But the things that really matter to me, what am I doing character-wise? What am I doing with the relationships that matter the most to me? And I monitor that. And I want you to as well. Who are you? And what are you doing to shape who you are? I think those are great questions. But those questions are only great if you then, when you're done with some time period, and I'd, I'd suggest you do this quarterly as well, maybe less intensely, you take time to measure the metrics. If you're not measuring anything, you don't know how you're doing. So as you start to look for 2024, this is not about putting undue pressure on yourself or stressing yourself out. This is about asking yourself, am I the person at the end of 2023 that I was hoping I would become when 2023 started? Am I the same person? And does that mean that I didn't grow in 2023? And if I didn't grow in 2023, how do I feel about that? Do I want to grow in 2024? And how do I want to grow in 2024? These are important questions because then you get to the most important question of all. What would have to happen for me to become that person? Spend a lot of time on that question. Write it down and keep it. Because when you get to the end of 2024, you can ask yourself, did I do these things? All right, so there's my thoughts on the end of the year. To be really honest with you, I don't know if we're going to have an episode uh, the very first week of January. I might take that time off. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I guess it'll be a surprise. I hope that you had a great Christmas. I hope that you are looking forward to the new year. I hope that you are looking forward to the opportunities that come with every new beginning, even if it's a beginning that repeats itself 12 times a year. This is the part of the program, which I got to be honest with you, 2024, here's something we're thinking about that will illustrate 
today's episode. One of the things we're thinking about is taking this next 15 seconds and putting it in the middle of a podcast of just stopping and putting it in the middle of a podcast. Because I'm afraid once you hear, hey, will you share this? You just end the podcast. And to be honest with you, most research shows that if we stick it in the middle of the podcast, more people are likely to share. More people are likely to review. So this is my weekly, somewhat weekly request to you. If you could just give this podcast a review, if you could give my book a review, wherever it is, if you bought it on Amazon, if you bought it at Barnes and Noble, if you bought it at your local bookstore and they have a website, if you have social media, just give it a blow up. Just give it some love. Give it a little rating. Let me know. You, you don't even have to like it. Like, I don't know why you're listening to me if you don't like it. But if you think this is the dumbest show ever, give me one star and write. I think this is the dumbest show I've ever read or ever heard. And this guy's a moron. That's fine. Write it. I have bad news for you. They say bad reviews are just as good as good reviews. So I don't know. But yeah, we. I would love a review. It really helps me get this information out to more people. And that's the goal. I purposely have kept uh, advertising out of it. I've had advertisers approach me and I've said, no, thank you. Because I don't want to use that. I don't want to use this for that. I want to use this to help people and to get it out to as many people as I possibly can. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.